Well, it's All-Star Month here at Geek Devotions, and this past week we talked about anime. So we thought about, hey, let's talk about anime on Com Talk today. Glicks, what is going on? We are receiving a signal from a new area on the planet Geekery. All right, let's see what the planet has for us today. Opening forms in three, two, one... Hello, Devoted Geeks, and welcome to ComTalk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, a show from Devoted Geeks who are devoted to letting you know that you are loved. I'm Dallas, and this is episode 141, and I'm here with the beautiful... Celeste. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is All-Star Month here at Geek Devotions. We're talking about all of our favorite things. Uh, last week on our YouTube show, we talked about how our favorite thing is community. And so in the podcast, we talked about our favorite communities. And um, so today, we're adding an extra podcast into the ComTalk feed. I want to encourage you guys to make sure you check out B's Views and Reviews from last week. Or not from last week, from yesterday, really. <laughs> um, where he, uh, um, it was episode 140. Yeah. But uh, today, Celeste, we're going to talk about anime. Yeah. We're going to get into this conversation. What, what, what are we talking about today? What's the uh, show run? So we're going to be talking about how we got into anime, why we like anime, and then some of our favorite animes. We're not going to li- make lists. We're not going to to rate them. Just our favorites. Yeah. I think the, the title today shows, let's talk about anime. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Celeste. So let's jump into the conversation. How did you get into anime? I got into anime because of some friends in college. I made friends with a couple weebs who wanted to go to Japan and be missionaries. (laughs) And when we got to talking, they realized I didn't know what anime was. Yeah. And so we rented out the movie room and we watched a couple episodes of Aroni Kenshin. And then I was like, where can I watch more of this? And they go, well, you go to this website. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> oh, the early days. So I watched a good bit of Aroni Kenshin up until he went to sea, which apparently is not even the first season. But it was also coming out as it was like I was watching it and I didn't realize it. Was it really? Like. Surely not. Uh, I want to say it was. Maybe coming stateside. I Maybe don't know. coming stateside. But it was not a, like, it was not completed. Hmm. So I thought I was done. And I was not. I still haven't finished it. I need to. <laughs> um, then they tried to get me to watch uh, um, oh, Sakura Cardcaptor. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. It was card captor. I know that. And I went, why is there so much fluff? <laughs> I need more swords. Right. So, but that kind of started the journey into anime and into enjoying Japanese culture. Right. Because um, from there, I also got into Hanakimi, which while fluffy is not as fluffy as a magical girl anime. <laughs> um, it's not an anime. It's a live action but thoroughly enjoyable. It's um, for those of you listening, I would compare Hanakimi to Oberon Host High School mm. Club in its in its style. Um, it's just 
live. But they used, they actually used Hanakimi to explain a lot of Japanese culture to me because there was things and I was like, what the crap is happening? And they're like, oh, well, in Japan, this is da 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 mm. And so just uh, kind of branched off from there. Um, that's actually you and I's, one of our first conversations in real life was about Kenshin because you had a movie mm-hmm. that I had not heard of. Samurai X. I just looked it up. The show came out in 96 originally, oh. but they started releasing it stateside. Sony tried doing it in early 2000s stateside and failed. I think Toonami picked it up, and I think that's what your friends were talking about. Probably. Is that Toonami was releasing it, and that's about the right time frame. It would have been 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so whatever it was, it was like my understanding of it was that I was done. There were no more episodes to be had. Right. And it was just there were no more episodes to <laughs> access at that time. Right. So, but... Yeah, that was, and come to find out, actually, one of my favorite cartoons as a kid that I had VHSs of was an anime. I just didn't know that. Which one? Superbook. Oh, yeah, yeah. I loved Superbook. (laughs) It was some of my favorite VHSs to watch because it was, it was Bible stories, but it was told in an interesting manner. Yeah. And I think that kind of also started my whole love of sci-fi as well. I can see that. Like, it's, you know, this magical scientific it's not magical <laughs> uh but scientific book that like takes them in a robot into biblical times like it it was just an interesting story yeah i think superbook <laughs> is interesting in the fact that um it is anime like they like whoever produced it we need to i need to do a deep dive and look into it but from my understanding is they legitimately hired japanese animators to create superbook originally it definitely looks like the going back it looks like the anime of the time mm-hmm so Superbook was your first exposure? Yeah. Really? Really. And then you had Ronan Kenshin and then Sakura Cardcaptor. So, all right, cool beans. So kind of delved into further things from <laughs> there. But for a while, that was just all I do. Right. I got you. So for me, my first exposure to anime uh, as a child was a cross-up between Voltron and Robotech, uh, which um, uh, Branson mentioned this in our podcast, the... Uh, the Gundam watch, you know, he didn't realize that Voltron was an anime. I didn't realize it either. It was just a cool cartoon. Yeah. Um, and actually, Robotech, interesting enough, um, for years I tried explaining Robotech to people. Mm-hmm. And they, it was one of those things where um, people just thought I was making up stories. Like, I don't know what it is about the shows I watched as a kid <laughs> that nobody else watched. And they're like, what are you talking about? But Robotech was one of those ones that I watched uh, fairly regularly as a child and I thought was super fascinating. Um, and then years later, and we talked about this last week mm-hmm. um, when we talked about the anime community aspect of it, I moved to here to Louisiana and I had friends that had access to stuff and I'd already gotten into Dragon Ball Z and um, G guardian, by the way, was the anime I was trying to think of last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but Dragon Ball Z and a couple of things. And then I had friends that came around me like, Hey, you like anime? Let's let's talk. Let's let's do stuff, and um, hooked me up with so much anime over the several years. One of my friends, uh, she gave me. She didn't give me. She borrowed me under penalty of death if I damaged or lost in them. Uh, the bitches. She loaned you. Yes. You said borrowed me. Oh, I'm sorry. Loaned me. Um, the entire series of Fushigi Yugi, which Ooh. was a really interesting anime. 
to get into that one. It was really good. Um, Rachel, uh, Sensora, she's the one that let me borrow it. Um, it Literally threatened me. If I damaged her tapes, I was going to die. Yeah. I could see her doing that. (laughs) And I could actually see her killing you. And then um, I watched some Tenchi Moyo Mm because it came on television. And I had a buddy of mine uh, who uh, we called Fish. And (laughs) Fish... um, had all the Tenchi Moyo on VHS. It was Tenchi Universe. Oh, no, and no. so uh, he let me borrow all Tenchi Universe and I watched all those. And I think those were the first two animes I watched in completion mm-hmm. as a whole. And uh, I don't know, I just fell in love with the the genre and the style, the storytelling. Um, there's something about the fact that it's, it is a foreign property. Mm-hmm. And they, because it is a different type of storytelling. Yeah. And there's certain elements about it that just kind of draw you in. Uh, I've always been attracted to Asian culture mm-hmm. and to Asian things. And so for me, this was really cool to to get into. Uh, there's one. Oh, man, I cannot remember what it is. And, and those of you who are listening, I love to hear from you. There was an anime that I watched as a kid. I want to say it was called Ronin Warriors, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it was basically kind of like this uh, a, almost a... Power Ranger esque type of thing, but there were samurai, hmm. and um, they battled some big bad and everything. That was pretty cool. That I watched as a kid, also. But um, that's how I got into anime, yeah. As a whole, it was just kind of a gradual thing that I found people in the community who were around me, and they kind of helped me type deeper into yeah. it. Well, I think that that, especially back then, and mm-hmm. I, I'm making a sound old when I say this, but there was a a surge of anime in the early 2000s mm-hmm. stateside. Thanks to Tommy. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. It just, from my perspective as someone who didn't have cable, mm-hmm. there was suddenly this culture of big eyes <laughs> and a very different art style. And, right. uh, but it became a cultural thing. And so now that I'm older and I'm going back and watching some of the anime that were, was popular, Right. When it was first coming stateside. I'm going, I understand like things that were happening culturally around me. Right. So much better. Because <laughs> like I'm like, oh, that's why everybody was doing this. Yeah, yeah. Because they watched Sailor Moon. Okay, so nobody saw that just now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot that we weren't just sitting here chatting. Uh you know, the V taking their eyes and the V and putting out the yeah. The V with their fingers putting up to their eye, yeah, yeah, like Sailor Moon does. Exactly, like that was that was suddenly so popular, and I had no idea why <laughs> because I didn't know what Sailor Moon was. Exactly. So, and then when I finally saw Sailor Moon on something, I was like, "Why is she doing <laughs> that thing?" I didn't realize it. It kind of originated from her. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting. Um, just the explosion of it. I remember there was a website. I used to go to years ago as a kid and uh, I don't even think it's around. It was like the Christian anime association or something like that. And it was a people who were trying to make their own mangas and their own anime that came from a Christian point of view perspective. Like Takun. Like Takun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Which Takun was a, was a creator. She doesn't do much anymore. She has a TikTok. She still does some stuff. She has a TikTok. Um, She, I think she works in animation now. That's cool. She doesn't, she's not, I don't think she's working on her anime anymore. I feel bad. We've lost touch with her. We're going to have to reach out to her again. Um, But that 
there was this explosion in the early 2000s and everyone was getting into it. And I appreciate the fact there were people who want to put their faith into it and it not be cheesy. That's the problem we run into is a lot of times the Christian community gets cheesy and weird with their getting involved with certain things. Because they take out the parts of things that make something good. Uh, Yes and no. To an extent. Or they overdo it. Yeah. So like, like just an example, um, I went to go see a Christian movie in theaters with a bunch of ladies. Mm-hmm. Did I don't normally go see Christian movies in theaters because generally they're cheesy. Mm-hmm. I support them that they need to be out there. There's an audience for them. I'm just not it. Right. Uh, but I went to go see this because it was based <clears throat> off of a book that I really enjoyed. And somebody who I was with that I didn't know very well was complaining because there was a couple of curse words. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, okay, I can kind of understand that perspective. But at the same time, the characters who were cursing, that was very realistic to what was happening. And probably tame, to be perfectly honest. It was very tame. Um, comparatively to some things you and I watch. <laughs> um, but even even for the, the time frame, like it, I think that part of the storytelling that is in anime is... There is a relatability, mm-hmm. even in like feudal Japan, people are dealing with things that you can relate to. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that when people take Christian media, they try to to make it hopeful and try to make it what the gospel is. But in doing that, they take out some of the mess mm-hmm. and it makes it less relatable. We talked about at our church years ago a series called Threads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how um, we want to try to take out, when we tell our story, oftentimes people try to avoid the the messiness, mm-hmm. the dark stuff, the stuff that was rough, that was bad. And negating the fact that those are part of the story. Those are yeah. part of the tapestry that makes, that points people to Jesus. Yeah. Seeing the mess, seeing the heartache, seeing the struggle that people go through. Yeah, and um, there is like Christian television, Christian movies. They struggle, and, and we've gone off topic a little bit, but this will, this bit. makes sense. We'll pull it uh, back here a little bit. <laughs> but we try to um, we, we we try to sanitize things, and the unrealistic these it makes it so unrealistic. It's the reason why adults don't like kids shows because mm-hmm. it's too happy. It's too happy. It's too unrealistic. It's too. Um, I don't even sure what the word is, but there's there's a fakeness to it. Mm-hmm. And people, we are so trained to dislike fakeness mm-hmm. that when we see it, there's instant like, eh, I don't like this. Yeah. And it's not cynicism. It's just, you're like, uh. And it's so hard to, you can't replicate in, um, the salvation experience is so personal and so yeah. real. The experience of God is such a massive ordeal to replicate it uh, and to um, try to emulate in any way, it's so difficult. Yeah. To you, like, you and I have had experiences with God. Yeah, absolutely. In real ways, it's He's broken us, and we have we have um, we have weeped before the Lord. We have uh, we have shaken before Him at times, and it's a real experience. But to fake that, mm-hmm. and some people they're very good at faking, but it you can tell. You're well, looking, you're like, man. Even if they feel, even if they are good at faking, it feels disingenuous. And then some things are just not meant to be 
told on film. Mm. Some things are meant to be told verbally from person to person. Sure. So, but you do have some creators out there that have done a great job of creating, taking the genre. And that's the thing. Manga and anime is a genre. It is. And used it to glorify Christ in various ways. You have the very straightforward manga Bible, which is yeah. a, a series. In fact, can you grab those those mangas on the shelf from there, Celeste? Um, if I do that, I have to move the mic. Yeah, let me do it. <laughs> Hold on one second, guys. All right, and I'm back from walking around the room grabbing stuff off our bookshelves <laughs> in the studio. All right, so uh, like I said, there was a, a couple things that are like straightforward, like the manga Bible, which uh, Zondervan put out. And it's a series of mangas um, that... I mean, they're, they're, they're black and white. They're, they're mangas yeah. through and through. Um, my only issue is they're flopped, which for those not in the space, yeah. flop means um, it reads from left to right. Instead of right to left. Exactly. Most Japan does. But these are like, this is really good. Like the series done by editor was a guy named Bud Rogers. Uh, the story was done by Young, Young Shin Lee. And art was done by uh, Jung Sun Hoang. So, like, legitimate Asian anime artists worked on this to create this. And uh, to me, the style is very much in the uh, format of Osamu Tezuka, which, if you're into anime, you know that name. He's the godfather of anime. And it was really, really well done. And these are, I mean, they're going through and telling the Bible. And then you have another one that's super straightforward, but really nicely done. And that's called, uh, it's a series called um, the Manga Messiah, Manga Mutiny, and then Manga metamorphosis and it goes through um the major events of jesus mm-hmm. uh you have the creation of the world is the manga mutiny uh manga messiah uh which is the one i have in my hands is about the life of jesus and then manga uh metamorphosis is about the gospels okay. not the gospels i'm sorry the the letters the pauline epistles the book of acts yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that the, the stuff of the church after jesus exactly and it's also a really well done manga. I'm trying to see if Tyndale put that out. Hmm. And um, I mean, they're just great. And I want to check something. No, it doesn't. So uh, what I like about the manga Messiah is as it illustrates, and they're beautiful illustrations, they're really well done manga. At the bottom of each page, it actually gives you the scripture address oh, of nice. what they were pulling from. Yeah. And then you have books like Tomo, uh, and then there's another one called, um, oh, I got to look it up later and I'll put it in the thing. It's one that our friend Ben Dunn had done. And I have, I have books by Ben somewhere in this room. Ben Dunn or Ben Avery? I'm sorry, Ben Avery. Okay. I apologize. It's not Ben Dunn. Ben Dunn. Well, a lovely man and a fantastic artist. I do not believe he is a believer. I don't think so either. Um, but, uh, there's a series called Tomo that Zondervan put out, which, and there's again, a couple other mangas that were made. That Ben had worked on, and they're fantastic. They're legitimately good mangas and animes that are coming from a Christian perspective, mm-hmm. uh, but they're not cheesy. Yeah, they're, these are these were made for kids, specifically for kids, obviously. Uh, in fact, Tomo, it goes, Tomo, I was an eighth grade ninja, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they're not cheesy. They're well done. The Christian um, experiences in it, mm-hmm. but it's not forced it's very natural uh we had talked about this a while back uh with uh the uh, miss marvel series mm-hmm. and how the great thing about it what about it was that it presented the um it presented to everybody 
um, the Pakistani and Muslim experience for people without it being too preachy, without it being cheesy or anything like that. Yeah. And for some reason, reason we cannot get that in film and books on a normal basis from a Christian perspective. I think because Christians are so trained to, we need to share the gospel, which we do. Mm-hmm. We absolutely need to share the gospel. Right. But, and we're also so passionate about it that it comes across as preachy. Mm-hmm. It comes across as a, as a, you have to do this. Not to mention that we have history that is not the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, um, oh, what am I thinking of? When Robin, Crusades. Crusades. Thank you. The Crusades are not a bright spot in our history mm-hmm. as believers. But we're trying to move away from that, mm-hmm. but at the same time still hold to the the stances that we believe. Exactly. Like because there is uh, too far the other way. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I again, that's part of the the great balance of everything. And um, so all this going back to our original conversation, anime, anime, manga. <laughs> there was a website when I was younger uh, where people were trying to do that. Um, Trying to create a um, time flies. By the way, was the name of that Ben had done. No, um, but create stuff that's quality, but using our genre that we mm. love. So, all right, that's a lot. Yeah, we should probably put a break in just for a breather. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and we'll come back. We'll continue our conversation with what's list. A couple of our favorite animes. All right, let's do it. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box. Whether you enjoy geeky reviews, comedy, or original fiction, you can open up the Culture Box and find something excellent for your soul. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. In a world where live-action movies reign supreme, two awesome dudes are keeping things animated. If you want to hear a couple of animation nerds gush about the movies they love, then hop, run, or fly on over to The Cellcast. Available on most podcast platforms. All right, and we are back. And uh, if you are coming into this podcast midway through, we've been talking about anime and manga, and, and that conversation went a whole different direction than I expected to last time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it went there. It so. went there. Uh, so, Celeste, uh, what are some of your favorite animes? So, I'm going to put a disclaimer out there mm-hmm. that some of my favorite animes are not necessarily appropriate for everybody because. I can overlook fan service to an extent. Mm-hmm. It it if it hits a certain point, I can't do it. Like Food Wars, I just could not do Food Wars. Well, we've talked about this several times. Everyone has a limit of what they can and can't yes. handle. And if there's something that is too much for you, <clears throat> don't do it. Yeah. Don't be involved with yeah. it. Uh, we just had, we had a comment on one of our older videos on YouTube, and it was somebody talking about how. They want to be get into something, but they can't mm-hmm. because um, 
it just it goes too far. And yeah. I was talking with them. I said, look, you know, don't let anybody shame you yeah. into that. Like you have your convictions, you have things. Do not if you were to violate your convictions, then you are in sin. And uh, John Haru, who's on the team, he has a great way of saying this. There's a difference between convictions and commandments. Yeah. And your convictions may not be my my convictions. Yeah. Um, but if you violate your convictions, you're in sin. Yeah. And so there, there's a balance of things. Right. Well, all of that to say, one of my favorite animes is Assassination Classroom. <laughs> and it has some moments that are very inappropriate. Yeah. Some inappropriate jokes and, and female characters put into inappropriate situations. Mm-hmm. But the anime itself is so good. Mm-hmm. Like the overall story and Kuro Sensei really cares about the kids. Right. And then like the ending, uh, <laughs> it just, it's such a good story. It was a great story. That it, makes me able to overlook the stuff. I'm like, mm, that's not great. Right. I get that. I totally get that. So, but that's why I put the disclaimer because like, I would not recommend Branson watch this with his child. No, not at all. Like that is not like, while I absolutely love the anime, that is not one that I would be like, Hey, you should watch this. Yeah. And that's the thing you need to point out is that different things are for different folks. Um, I, I you know, there are people who love the show Criminal Minds. Mm. It's a great show, but that's not a show that you're going to allow an eight-year-old watch. Yeah, absolutely. You no, know, that's that's inappropriate. And so, again, we have to separate the mindset that anime equals children's television. Yeah. That's just not the case. It is a genre. Mm-hmm. And with any genre, it has a span of being appropriate for children to adults should not even be watching this because it's just nasty and perverted. Yep. So... But yeah, that's I I love Assassination Classroom. That is a good one. That was a good story. Um, one for me is more of a um, a big franchise. It's the Gundam franchise. Yeah. Uh, it's part, which is part of the reason why we started the podcast, the Gundam Watch. Never would have known. That. <laughs> I just I love um, the vastness of the world. I love the. How it can be so widespread, but also narrow, very focused on small stories of mm-hmm. individuals. Uh, I love the complexity of certain things. I love the simplicity of certain things. Yeah. Um, it just hits all the right spaces for me. I tend to like the the side stories of that. Like mm-hmm. I liked, what is it, Seed? Mm-hmm. I love Gundam Seed. I read the manga. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly don't know if I've watched all of Seed, but the manga was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, we've watched a couple of <laughs> movies, series that are set mm-hmm. around the lore, but not necessarily in the midst of the Gundam, mm-hmm. like or the midst of the wars mm-hmm. that Gundam is set in. So I like I like some of the surrounding stuff. Yeah, I mean it's really interesting, and and within Gundam, like you can find your niche. Um, in just about any place um, because it's so different in every series. Yeah. So that's mine is, is Gundam. And it's, of course, and we've talked about this before um, in a previous podcast, Demara and I sat down and talked about Gundam. Yeah. And it's just something my sister and I share together. Mm-hmm. And so I have a lot of fond memories with it. And I'm looking forward to making memories with Branson uh, talking about it. Who's um, he's like, he's on the verge of getting into Gunpla now. <laughs> <laughs> he is strongly considering it. <laughs> 
So that's that's one of my favorites. What's another one for you? I love Oran Hust High School Club. Mm. That is my fluffy mindless anime. Mm-hmm. Like I will watch that one when I'm having a bad day mm. because it is fluff. <laughs> it is adorable, and we need an ending. <laughs> it's one of those that it got canceled mm. um, after one season, and it didn't end satisfactorily. Oh, that's terrible. So it's kind of like how Fruits Baskets was originally, mm-hmm. which is another one on my list. Um, that Because Fruits Baskets did not get past one season, did not finish the story. Right. The manga did, but the anime did not. Right. And so when they revamped it, I was like, yes. And then I'm sitting here going, there's hope for Oran Host High School Club <laughs> because the fans went, because like it was like early 2000s right. when it aired and stopped. And then it came back in like 2019. Right. So we're talking almost 20 years difference. <laughs> There's hope for Oran Host High School Club. That's so funny. So, oh man, I've watched some though. Run high school club with you. There's a Japanese or Korean drama that you watch that's very over on high school club. Like it's uh, Hanakimi. Hanakimi, yeah, which I mentioned earlier. Yeah, it's very similar. It's the it it deals with serious things, Mm -hmm. but there is always an element of ridiculousness. Mm -hmm. Like Oran Host High School Club deals with ridiculous things, Mm -hmm. but. It also deals with some serious things. Yeah. Like it's the the juxtaposition of the I'm gonna deal with this absolutely terrible thing, mm-hmm. but then I'm gonna have something so ridiculous that even though I've just made somebody cry, they're belly laughing right. now. Like it it takes the things and I deal with Emotions often with humor. (laughs) And so I like shows that deal with things with humor because I have an opinion that if you can't laugh at something, even if it's absolutely terrible, Mm -hmm. then there's just not hope, which (laughs) we know there is. But like you have to be able to laugh at things, even if it's a little dark. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. That's cool. So another anime that I enjoy that's not just Gundam, is, um, I mentioned earlier, <clears throat> and it was uh, Tenchi uh, Moyo. Yeah. Now, specifically, uh, Tenchi Universe, which was the one that was, it's the longer series that was produced more for a television audience. Is that the one that we watched together? Uh, it's the one we started watching. Okay. We watched, you and I had watched the OAV that Demer mm-hmm. gave me, and then you and I started watching uh, the... Uh, Tension Universe, which is the one that premiered here stateside oh. during Toonami. So I have some fond memories of it. It's kind of a slice of life sci-fi type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some fan service, but it's not near. It's it's a lot cleaner than what the OAV was. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's a great story about this. It's a harem anime. Yeah. Which harem anime means it's it's a dude and there's a bunch of women who love him, and um. But he's just so clueless, and he just doesn't care. Like he's just trying to 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 figure out life. You know how these girls are in love with him, and then what I love the most is Grandpa, <laughs> because Grandpa's just like he just wants Tenchi to be happy. Yeah, <laughs> he just wants Tenchi to get married to somebody. <laughs> and so, but it's just it's a it's a really fun anime to me, and I have a lot of fond memories of watching it as a kid. 
So that's that's one of mine is Tenchi Moyo. Yeah. So you got another one? I do. I have several, but I will. I'm trying to hit different genres right. because, like, I lean towards shoujo anime. Mm-hmm. I lean towards the cutesy because if I'm watching anime, I'm generally not wanting to think too much, or mm-hmm. if I'm wanting to think, I'm wanting to be entertained while I think. Right. Hence the 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 humor dealing with difficult things. Right. Um. But I do watch and enjoy other things. <laughs> so. Uh, erased. No, gosh, yes. That is one I recommend to oh, everybody man. and anybody mm-hmm. because it is so, so good. Like, this is the show that had me Googling at like 11 p.m. Does Japan have social services <laughs> for children? <laughs> like, I'm going, do they not have this? Right. Like, why has no one called? CPS, why <laughs> has no one done this for this child? So that's that's a and we I want to watch the live action, live action and then I want to read the manga because mm. I've been told they all have different endings. Yeah, and that makes things better for me. Like I don't mind to quote the meme: emotional damage. Emotional <laughs> I don't mind things going from live action from anime if they make it an interesting story and it's well done. That's one of the problems that you have though, is they tried doing live action based off some of these things and it just doesn't work. <laughs> they tried cramming an entire the problem is they tried cramming an entire series into a single movie. Instead of a season. Right. Or a story arc. And you just can't do that. Even like, like, so I'm a big fan of, of Gundam. And mm-hmm. so I've watched a lot of Gundam over the years. And there's actually a movie that um, at one point in time was the, was supposed to be the end of the, of one of the timelines. And it's called Gundam F91. And it's long. And it, it, you kind of lose some stuff in it because they're trying to basically cram an entire series into a singular movie mm. like it if they had spaced it out and made a series of it it would have been a banger of a series yeah but it's it's rough to watch because it's an entire an entire series into one well that's like never, uh, there was never a series but it is a series <laughs> yeah well that's like um the live action death note that mm-hmm. netflix did that terrible terrible movie mm-hmm they made several mistakes with it, but one of them was they took an anime that's what, I think Death Note's like 300 episodes? It's No, it's not 300. It's up there. I Maybe, think it's like 50 or 60. No, it's more than that because we were watching it for months. <laughs> um, it's at least 100 episodes. Dallas is looking it up. Um, but whatever it is, they took an extended series and tried to cram it into a two hour movie not even two hours it was like an hour and 45 minutes right and it was it was rushed it was terrible oh yeah 37 episodes nah <laughs> that's, what no. that's what it says no 37 episodes are they only talking about before that one character died that that should have ended the series no. I don't know. That's what Wikipedia is saying. 37 episodes. No. <laughs> Maybe 
maybe it just felt like it took forever because it was really dark. So we kept having to like break and watch something happy and cheery. Yeah, I'm seeing 37 episodes, period, in in a discussion across the board. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What? No, how is it only 37 episodes? It took us months. Well, the problem was, like, you get to the third act of the the series, and it was just dragged. I hated the third act. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was done. Mm-hmm. I feel like it should have ended well before that. Mm-hmm. But that's me. Yep. So, well, we've given you guys some of our favorite animes. We want to hear from you guys. What are your favorite animes? Um, what did you think of the discussion? What did you think of our, our discussion in the first act of this podcast that we didn't intend to have? Our rant. <laughs> Love to hear from you guys. Um, anything else we want to talk about real quick? Uh, uh, words. What am words? GeekCon. Oh, yes. GeekCon is coming up here in just a few days here in Shreveport. So, uh, we have so much work to do. We have, my cosplay. You have so much work to get done that you got to go done here in a second. But, um, let me tell you guys something. We're excited about it. We got a booth and then we are hosting a panel Woo-hoo! discussing balancing our faith and our fandom. And uh, super excited that we're going to have several of our team there yeah. to be part of the conversation, to discuss it. And uh, we got, we're going to have uh, a get-together at, uh, we're looking at meeting together at one of the Whataburgers here in town. Yeah, I'm going to make an event page. Yeah. I just have to get the address of the, the one we're considering. <laughs> so it's going to be that Saturday night, and uh, it's going to be a good time. We're super excited about it. And we want to hang out with you amazing devoted geeks, both at the con and also um, um, at the Devoted Geek together later. Yeah. So, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, uh, that's enough rambling for today. Thank you for hanging out. Celeste, you want to land the plane? Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Calm Talk today. If you have loved this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. So until next time, stay devoted. Peace and love. Peace and love.